Welcome to episode four of the Torchtail Radio Show, brought to you by Mountain Fire Media LLC. Blue sky, yellow sun, green grass. Blue sky, yellow sun, green grass. Green grass. This happened a couple of years ago. I like Bic lighters. No, I'm no salesman for the brand. I speak from years of testing and trying all sorts of lighters, from Zippos to Cheapos, promo lighters, accessories, and all things in between. Short of rubbing two sticks together, if you could start a campfire or light a cigarette with it, I've probably given it a test run. I don't smoke cigarettes, by the way. Tried them. They make me sick to my stomach. I like to call them coffin nails. But I always come back to these Bic lighters as they have the most stable, consistent design, and their little safety thingy is pretty silly to me. It does thwart a friend of mine, though. He has to disable it to use Bics, which is one way we tell each other's lighters apart. So I know it works against children or those who generally avoid exercise. Anyway, more to the point. Bics are so common that you can find them pretty much anywhere. That store you usually shop at for your general around-the-house items? Yeah, they've got them. You can get Bic lighters in a regular colored 5-pack, or you can get a 4-pack with more stylish designs on them, each reasonably priced when you consider that to buy a single Bic lighter costs almost double what it does when you're buying them in one of these packs. So I will occasionally collect a few packs to stock up, especially if I notice a particular style or color motif amongst the stacks hanging on the rack, much cheaper than paying two bucks for one at the gas station. Pretty obvious I'm devoted to the brand, yeah? So, imagine my surprise and dismay when, on a day when I decide to restock my supply and gift a friend of mine, I can't find these packs anywhere. Go to my usual spot? Empty. All the shelves and all the rows at checkout. What? Why? I even asked about them, and I swear these were people in their late teens, early twenties. They acted like I was asking about something strange and obscure. Big lighters? Four packs? Um, huh. Like such a thing could have no practical use in their lives at all. But they got that phone strapped to their wrists like their lives depended on it, right? Can't figure out how to spell Bic for their little search engine, but who needs to know how to write when you can just yell at it over and over, right? Okay, generation gap, I get it. But I sure as hell won't be asking these children where the tucks are any time soon. So, struck out there, went to three different spots on the way to my friends, and struck out across the board. Each store I go to has the space where these four and five packs should be, but no lighters. Three different spots. Unprecedented. Now I'm really pissed because I wanted to get a pack for my friend, who I was on my way to see, and now I'm late and I have no surprise gift. He's diabetic, so I'm not bringing him candy or munchies, and he stocks up like I do, so the lighters were choice. But now I'm stressed, and my brain is working overtime. From what the people working in these chain stores could tell me, which was little more than grunting and shrugging, I can only surmise that one of two things must be possible. 1. I have been extremely unlucky in my hunting. Or 2. Maybe there has been some local law passed preventing the sale of Bic lighters in 4 and 5 packs. 
Come to think of it, California has been passing some pretty silly and restrictive laws lately, and continuing to think along these lines, we have been having a spate of wildfires again. Pretty devastating this time around, and they've been saying it's only getting worse out there. A lot of natural kindling and stupid people setting things off. What if the geniuses at the state level decided to declare some local law that we couldn't get big lighters in bulk, and that included four and five packs? Those bastards! What if they just did it and we had no idea until it was already done? But why would they do that? Then again, why wouldn't they do that? What's to stop them? It wouldn't surprise me at all, given how crazy things are getting these days. Even Feinstein's getting twitchy, dismissing those children in the most awkward photo op since, well, there are just too many to choose from these days, aren't there? I wonder if my friend has heard anything about a Bic Lighter multi-pack ban. He pays attention to local news. He might have heard something. I should probably also mention that... Shortly before this incident, I had just completed self-publishing my book of political commentaries through my online store. It's a deliberately volatile piece of work that tracks many topics either barely explored or completely ignored by big media outlets, and I named it with very little irony, America's Dead and You're Next, The Impotent Rantings of a Powerless White Man. A big motivator for completing and publishing this work was to empty my mind and body of the many negative feelings that came from considering and compiling more than a decade of conspiracy theories ranging over a vast number of people and places during a relatively brief period in our own U.S. history. So I'm excising demons and breaking bad habits, but at this stage of the game, the old ways still had a bit of a hold. The only lighters I found were singles, or two-packs of those camping lighters with the extended nozzles for losers who can't figure out how to stack their kindling. Why would that be? You couldn't ban pocket lighters altogether, presumably, or could you? And certainly it's more profitable to sell singles rather than packs. Maybe that was part of the ordinance. That guy at the gas station knew they were making a killing on the markup of single-bic lighters. They don't sell packs at all. And why camping lighters? Is that because you can't carry one discreetly? Are they worried that someone might make a run on big multi-packs and head up the state torching forests? And the only way to stop them is to make them too expensive, or too ugly and bulky for a pyromaniac to want to torch a forest. Like attempting to dissuade the artist by giving him a shitty paintbrush. Get to my friend's house. He hasn't heard anything. Of course not. Probably wouldn't care if they did anyway cheap lighter using person that he is he wouldn't appreciate the value of buying a big multi-pack anyway too expensive for him come to think of it i bet he gets his from the gas station too that's why he needs a friend like me to watch out for him can't have him using one of those cheap lighters and have it blow up in his face or something but there weren't any big multi-packs anywhere in the valley and now my friend might accidentally blow his face off who would pass such a cruel law who benefits from this ban, really? Someone has to be making money off of it. Would Bick do it to themselves? Help pass a detrimental law because it might boost their single lighter sales? Nah, hell no, those multi-packs are awesome. If anything, I bet Bick makes millions off of those stylish four-packs alone. I bet they'd rather sue California than submit to such a reckless and tyrannical law. Something must be done. 
I'll be looking into this after tonight, my friend, I can assure you. And then my friend changed the subject, and I forgot all about it. Well, it did stick in the back of my head, but I still had my stock, and my friend didn't seem to care that much anyway, so I didn't worry about it too much after that first fateful night. Then, about a week later, I'm roaming through one of my usual supply runs when, lo, what is this I see? Stacks of big four and five packs in each checkout lane. Row after row of brightly colored and thematically appealing packages of pocket lighters to sift through and choose from. The big multi-packs were back. That could only mean that my very first assumption was correct. I was just having a bad run that night in what was an odd coincidence exacerbated by circumstances. I stressed myself out and made up some wild speculation about a conspiracy to ban something I liked and wanted. I even felt justified in making myself upset over it by concocting these non-existent associations to make my case. Why would I do that? Because it was easy to do. Because after so many years of being inundated with reasons to be suspicious, I allowed myself to find more reasons to become more suspicious. Anything can become suspect, or a threat, or a conspiracy if you let your mind wander far enough, if you let yourself know just enough to do something, but not enough to do the right thing. It's why I had to write that book in the first place. Too much knowledge with not enough leverage to learn more or even become remotely capable of determining the right thing to do about what was happening. I was done running mazes and chasing carrots, and here I was, so well-learned in the art that I was making my own mazes, dangling my own carrots, just because I got used to thinking that there had to be something worth chasing somewhere. As I reflected upon this again, I realized what a perfect example this was of how we create the world we live in, using what information we have to try and make the best decision for our own survival and the survival of those we care about. It's why the people you choose to have around you are so important, because they will help shape this world you live in and can either help you or hinder you depending on what each of you agree is real. This big multi-pack ban was a complete fabrication on my part, but I was willing to consider the possibility because it suited a very recent narrative in my head regarding a very specific subject. It was only after I had specific proof of my fabrication that I completely discarded it. How many other prejudices did I carry without irrefutable proof to sustain them? What else could I, or anybody else, be made to believe regardless of objective facts or verifiable information, simply because it suited a certain narrative, especially if I wanted that narrative to be true, did not want to question the source of information. But then again, to take the moment, to exercise patience and limit action to the pursuit of knowledge, instead of the instinctive reaction to the false narrative. What if I didn't respond immediately to whatever was breaking news? Didn't act now? So what if I lose my chance to take the offer? What have I really lost? What if I could move with a long-term plan that doesn't include being wrecked in credit until I die? Is that even possible these days? What would my world be like then? Selah. 
Days, days, days spent waiting says, says, may be one thing, may, may be the one thing keeping days, days spent dreaming. Thanks for listening to the Torch Tale Radio Show. Do you have a song or story you would like to hear on the Torch Tale Radio Show? If you have an original song or a story that's eight minutes or less, visit torchtale.com to find our submission form. If we'd like to put it on the show, we'll be in touch with exactly how to get that done. All materials, whether song or story, must be owned by the individual submitting them. Thank you for taking the time to share your work. You've been listening to the Torch Tale Radio Show. No politics, no preaching, no sales pitches. Days Dreaming, written and performed by Brad Havens. All other music by Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. This has been a Mountain Fire Media LLC production. Copyright January 2021. All rights reserved.